people of the world. We're back in Chateau Gwen. Gwen is a little bit lit because she didn't eat today and has drank some wine. This is episode 29. <laughs> episode 29. And I have a new guest, Miss Tiffany. Say what's up. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey, hey. Uh-huh. And Miss Tiffany is a native New Yorker. I am. BX, stand up. BX. Gang gang. Are y'all here in the building? Stop. Cardi B. No. Uh, you know. Shout out to Jesus and Mero. Those are my favorite niggas from the Bronx. Yeah. Okay. I love Jesus. You have no idea how much I love them. I need to marry Jesus and we can sleep in separate rooms. I can go back in time. I, I love Jesus and Mero. These are my people. Like, these are my folks. I love them. Like, I love them. Like, yes. I want to see them in the bodega. I want to yes. hear top cheese. Yes. All those things. Yes. Together. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Jesus Mero, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess J Lo, whatever. Um, okay, sorry. Um, all right. So, me and Tiff know each other from around the way. Y'all need to know a lot of business. Thank you. And so, first topic, and I before, so I've been invited Tiff for a long time, but Tiff is a family woman, so she has to take care of her family. So I got her to come down to Chateau Gwen. Finally, and drink some wine and eat some popcorn. That's what we generally do um, in Gwen's bachelorette pad. And so what I wanted to talk about, and I told you I'm not going to even talk about it before this, okay, are HBCUs versus PWIs. We want to get right into it. So for my non-Black listeners, okay, let me say, HBCU stands for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. And... PWI stands for predominantly white institutions. Now, my sister, I told her this when I called her this morning, and she didn't know what PWI was. Um, and she's like, is that new? I was like, I don't know. I know about no. it from Twitter. I yeah, know. I know it from Twitter, too. So that's so it could be new. When we were in school, were people saying PWI? No, nobody was saying that. But I'm ancient. Okay, but... It could be. Okay. <laughs> I know it from the Twitterverse, okay? So do I. Black Twitter, it tells you everything. Exactly. You learned so much from Black Twitter. You guys don't understand. That's where you get the breaking news. Let me start. Because you know what? We were supposed to talk about something. And so for you guys, the record, Gwen has not attended an HBCU. I've only attended PWIs. However, recently Gwen was <laughs> attending. Aye, aye, aye. All right. I'm, you guys, if you guys hear Sky in the background, look, I don't know what she's trying to do today. So I did not attend an HBCU. But recently I was at an event for an HBCU involving the children who are our future. Okay. And I was supposed to tell you about this. Yes. So this is my thing. And I actually talked to both my sisters about this because I felt torn in a way, but let me tell you why I, um, I liked the children's energy. Okay. When I say children, they're not, you know, these are like freshmen through seniors. You guys, they're actually adults, right, you guys, right. young adults, they're young adults, you know? Um, and but a lot of them were unprepared. They did not have resumes. I had to go tell them explicitly, I need you to get a resume and come back to me. Um, then some of them had very low GPAs. Bro, if you have a 2.3, why are you talking to me? A 2.3, bro. And then when one of them did try to get, one of them actually did try to get their resume, but I guess the line in the, like the lab was long. So he emailed it to me. Girl. This was a Fisher Price, my first resume. Okay, this <laughs> was not anything that should ever go to anybody. Okay, Fisher oh. Price, Mattel, Hasbro, whatever. Google Drive, you had the template. Girl, okay. girl, I'll show it to you. It was a mess, a mess. I was like, good Lord, Charles. Okay, bless your heart. But you will be in the drive-thru, okay? okay? So we're not going to name... No, 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 I won't. I won't. Okay, no. So I have intel. I know what the school is. Let me talk a little bit about it. Okay. I want to just say that's not indicative, okay? I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying it all. Um, and, and so but my real issue, to be honest, it wasn't the lack of preparation. I think they were all dressed fine. I think they were all dressed fine. Um, my real issue was the poor communication skills. And I, this hurt my heart in a way, because I was thinking, okay, I see you as a diamond in the rough, but if you have to come through the interview process, ain't nobody going to put you through nothing. 
you're never going to get through. And so the lack of ability to be articulate, the lack of being able to describe their internships, their work experience, just having a professional conversation, inability to code switch, just talking to me like we're sister girling. Um, And it's not because you were trying to sister girl me. It was just because you don't know any other way to talk. And I, and I saw the diamond in the rough. I saw it, but I am not an HR and I am not going to be the person who would be trying to get you into an organization and they are going to look overlook you. And I just felt like, damn, our people have so many barriers, so many things we have to overcome because it's bad enough, like getting people into school, then getting them to have the good grades. But then on top of it, you need charm school and finishing school. And that is what I got out of this. I was like, you need charm school and finishing school. But I had a business idea. I was like, wait a minute. What could do this? Because the other thing I thought was that those, because I saw the faculty there and the people who worked there. And I was like, could you need girls get into corporate America? I don't know. Really? I wasn't sure if they would be able to articulate their personal brand themselves. Like, like it was, it was cute. They're little, they were very in tune with the children. They knew who they were, yeah. but I don't know if they would rise to the top to get through at a major corporation themselves. So I really feel like there's a gap there from the institution I saw, which is not indicative of all PWIs. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, all HBCUs, but it really hurt my heart because I was like, wow, you think that just because you came to college, that's enough. And it is not. So that's what that's what I saw. Okay, so I have thoughts. I have thoughts. I have yeah, thoughts. go ahead. Okay, so I was gonna say initially, well, that's on the institution because I went to an HBCU. I went to Hampton, mm-hmm. the real HU. Fight me, Howard. Yes, we were first. We're not gonna talk about that. Oh God. <clears throat> So, um, I don't know nothing about this nigga nonsense. Go ahead. All I'm saying, okay, Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. Institute was founded before Howard University. So anyway, um, a lot of your university 101 and even really that the the culture at Hampton is like about being a professional. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if they still do that now, but when I was there in Ogden, you had to, that's our auditorium. Okay. You had to dress in professional attire to even go into the building. Oh, nice. So, but the clothes were okay. I mean, some of them had on some Steve Starry suits that needed to be steamed, but I'm not shaming you. But the clothing, it looks like they prepped them on the clothing. Yeah. But you have to realize it's a generation who only texts and is watching all these different types of things. And you know, my sister's a lot older than me. And my, I'm not shaming her. My oldest sister's mm-hmm. a lot older than me. Um, like she's auntie, like mom status, she could be. And okay. we talked to, I told her this and she's like, well, when I watch Insecure, I feel like all of these generations sounds funny and talks weird. And she, she hates the way they talk on Insecure. And I was like, I don't even notice anything. No, I don't and she's like, that's because you're from that generation. So okay. I, I think we're not even, you know, so she's seeing it with that lens. Yeah. Then we would look at this generation like, oh, but girl, it was like, they were talking in memes. Like it wasn't, it just wasn't good. It just okay, wasn't good. You guys know what is ridiculous. So, okay. So, so, so my thoughts were one, that's on the institution. Two, that's on their mama and them, right? So my mom, sorry. I don't think that's fair. No, I think that's fair. And I'm just going to say I'm going to show you this resume not, right I'm now. I'm not a Republican. I'm scared to see this. I want, you, to, I want you to see the resume, girl. That's it. Like, count by numbers. That's it. Y'all, that's it. Yeah, bullet. That's it. This is not. I mean, the space thing. That's not a resume. That's not a resume. Summary. Okay. This This is. You know. This is the beginnings of like a thought process in one note. This is not really a cohesive document. Um, that was really nice. What year are they? Okay, twenty twenty one. So they they're. Okay, they should not. No, sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All I can say is that school is trash. Also, oh, don't say sorry, that. Sorry, really? Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. This is okay. So let me go with the mama thing and then okay. I'll okay, trash. fine. Okay, well, okay. Then, don't say the school name, please. I'm never going to say the school okay. name, but I'll let you guys know if you want to. Uh, okay. So, um, okay, so my mom was always very, and we'll talk a little bit about, about it, but my mom was always like, what is the ending? Put the ending on that word. Right? Mm-hmm. I always thought it was cool to say, like, 
he's fronting. And she was mm-hmm. like, fronting? What is mm-hmm. that? Like, mm-hmm. fronting. And what right. is fronting? You can't right. speak like that. Right. So there were a lot of things where I didn't even think of it as code switching. It was just like, you need to be articulate mm-hmm. because you're not an idiot mm-hmm. and you want to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom was talking to me about college when I was eight. Right. And I do that. You know, admittedly, as a mom to my 10-year-old. I'm right. like, oh, you want to be an engineer? Ha, not with the 80. Right. I do that to him, right, too. Right, right. So, right. So I think that's part of it. So these kids that don't have it together or can't put together two words, mm-hmm. part of that, I think, is on their parents. Yes, I, I agree. But this is the thing. You are fortunate to have a mom who was able to provide you with that. I was fortunate to have my parents who were able to provide with that. Some of these children may be defying odds. They may be the first person in their family who's even thought of college. Yeah. Who knows what type of... They could come from some type of trauma. And I'm not saying all black people come to that. I'm not saying that, okay? okay? I'm just saying that parenting in general to me, and I'm not a parent. You guys want to say I'm judging. But I think a lot of parents are not nurturing their children appropriately. People think that if I put you in some fancy clothes and I feed you and you have a roof over your head, I'm done with my job. And that's not parenting, right? So a lot of people are remiss on what parenting really entails. And so, fine, these children get to college. They're 17, they're 18. Mm -hmm. They're now getting into this, you know, higher education environment, do they know how to conduct themselves accordingly? Did they grow up in blue ribbon schools? Did they grow up in good school districts? Have they even had the opportunity or were they even required to speak standard English up until this point? So we don't know what the background is. However, those are four short years to try to correct or smooth out the rough edges from your last 18 prior to you going into the real world. And as you saw from this little, these little notes, these little bullet points that this boy sent to me, he's clearly not equipped. Yeah, it looks like a shopping list. I'm not even... For real. Like, these are the things. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks like something you put on your phone time bar. and you're trying to put little notes in, in your iPhone or your Samsung. Yeah. 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 That's it. Bullets. Oh, I mean... It's bad. It's yeah. bad. I mean, and that's like the other part is on the school, right? So know that you have um, companies coming in to recruit talent. I think it's on them, too, to say your resume should have these five, six things. Here yeah. are examples, right? Fair. So I think the two of those things together are just, those are table stakes. Those should happen yes. anyway. Yes. When, yes. when you're walking into this career fair, okay. On the other side, my mama told me I have to be able to have an intelligent conversation right. when I'm speaking to the man, air quotes and things right. like this, because I want a good job. Right. And this is why I'm here. Right. The second part of it is, okay, well, the career center has said to me, I have to have these things in my resume. It has to look like that. So to me, that's like, a that's, I hate to use the word failure because it feels strong, but Somebody has failed the children. Yes, I mean, I I agree. I feel like I'm a safe space. One is a safe space. One is very non-judgmental. So I'm okay that you sent this to me. But if this were, I'm going to be for real, a white colleague or something like that, this is a terrible reflection. Yeah. It's like, yeah, niggas going nig. You niggas in this. And I would, and just being me, and I can say this because in the time that I've been um, at my most recent employer... I've always gotten a handwritten note from our interns from like something that I've helped them with. So I would reply to that and say, this is not, this is not what you need. You need this, 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 this is what it should look like because I feel like this. You this want me to reply to this note. I would do it. I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you, but also I just, I also, it's from where I sit too. Right. right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I want everybody to win. Like I'm I do too, but let's be winning. real. We have to be careful with the culture where everybody gets a ribbon. There's only one. No, 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 no ribbon. I'm okay. saying this is trash. Yes. These are the things that you need okay. to take if okay. you actually want a job. Right. And that's exactly how I get feedback. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like maybe not. Tra- no. Yeah. That's how I talk. Yeah. This is trash. Right. You need to fix these things so you can get a job. God bless. I'm not saying that you're going to get a job with us. Right. But this is not. This is unacceptable. Right. So it, you it, need the aunties. Like you need the people that will be. You need people that will say that to you and be like, oh. You think this is cute? It's not. I know. And, and listen, I, so for example, I, one of the, a different child was there, a different young adult was there. And I asked him a question. I said, you know, why are you interested in this particular company? Yeah. And the boy proceeds to tell me that 
He is ambitious, creative, blah, 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 blah. He's an X, Y, and Z fraternity. He gave me a big soliloquy for about five minutes about himself. Yeah. However, he did not answer the question I asked. Okay. And so I gave him feedback in a moment and I said, that was really great. Um, I can see that was like your elevator speech. And some of those words need to be written at the top of your resume. However, I need you to answer the question that I asked. Yeah. And, you know, he got around to it and he was very excited after we spoke. But I honestly felt like, wow, these children are completely not equipped for this. You know, you're not equipped for this. And I am afraid for you. I'm concerned because if I know what I know about people going to school and having all these student loan debt. Right. If you are going to school and this is what you're going to come out like, you're going to have a hard time being employed. You need to know how to sell yourself, right? And I'm not saying that you have to come out talking like a Valley Girl or Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian. But what I'm saying is that you need to be able to properly articulate what you achieved, your objectives, your goals, your desires, have a professional conversation and pretty much none of the children were able to. And the only one who really did was the white boy who came to me. Um, who I, who I still want to, him to, you know, do he, he was a good candidate, though. No! Okay, wait. No, don't say that. Don't say that. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think they felt, they saw you, they felt comfortable, and they wanted to be like, sus, like, yeah, so I'm trying to, like, do you think they were like, I'm going to just not code switch because she looks like me? That is always something. You're right. Okay. Um, however, you know, and, you know, I have a big personality. Fine. But I don't think, yeah, I want to be warm with you. Yeah. But you still also have to be able to articulate to me why anyone should even look at your resume and consider you because it's very competitive. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. You know, I felt so, you know, I don't work in HR. I will give them some feedback about what I experienced because they were there for part of it, not all of it. And I do see, like I said, I saw potential in some of them, but that school needs to like wrap it tighter around these children because it, you know, considering, you know, we tend to get a lot of Ivy League people. This ain't going to work, boo-boo. This ain't going to work. So that, you know, that was just a very recent experience with an HBCU where I felt uncomfortable because I felt like, man, this is failing these children. I'm not going to say it's the school per se shit. It probably was K through 12 that failed them. If we want to keep it real, it's probably K through 12. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you said that person's a sophomore. So they really just, I don't know. I feel like in my freshman year, we, I feel like in high school. I had a right. better but also, resume. I was taking AP classes in high school. So was I. Right, right, same. So I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like okay, well, well, this is, but this is this is the thing though. <laughs> this is something I've said because you have not listened to the episodes. I said, oh, episodes you need to listen to after okay. episode six, Angry Black Woman. Okay, okay. very good uh, episode with my cousin and her friend. And what I have said, and she, we all agreed, is that look, college is not for everybody. And some people do need to realize that you can make a good living having a trade, doing something like that. Um, and I do think there are people in college who probably should not be. And we need to be careful about that because you are coming out with a bunch of student loans and they are questioning, well, what is my return on investment? When maybe you just weren't supposed to be in a college education like setting, yeah. you probably would be better. And trust me, like I said, Gwen owns property, you, it costs Mad money when I pay that plumber, when I pay someone to come painting, all that stuff. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah. So you can make a good job. I mean, you can make a good living having a blue collar job that does not require uh, for your education. I mean, that's a good perspective. I, I don't think I've ever thought about it as someone not being college material. I feel like just humans are teachable. Um, in general, right? They are, but everything's not for everybody. Right, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's an interesting way to think about, like, just you can't say that because I'm teachable, I should go to college. Yeah, no. Just be like a bomb ass plumber. (laughs) I know how to fix every single one of your whatever plumbing issues or a contractor or a landscape or whatever. Yeah, make mad money. And you don't have to go to college. 
And you don't. Yeah, you just true. don't, it's you know? True. And one of my biggest issues with men of our generation is that you guys don't know how to fix shit. And my dad, although he went to college and my dad has an MBA and all this stuff, but my dad and his brothers and my cousins can all get under a car and fix it. They can fix anything in the house. They can do anything. I know what a man is, but this generation, y'all bitch made. But anyway... Hey. I'm not, hold on. But anyway, <laughs> but y'all have okay. and I have a problem with that. Child, because ready to end I can put... Section. Hold on. So, because I have this issue. So my daddy is from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Alabama. Mm-hmm. He fixes just about, like, I remember when I had my first child, I was like, I want to put these, I want to hang up these mirrors from this, and I want to, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, we'll build it. Right. <laughs> yeah, my uncles are like that real shit. And then he got these sticks, and then I remember he was like sawing them, and he cut his finger, mm-hmm. and he was like, hold on, and he went to the back. I didn't even know that he cut his hand, right, right. and he just kept sawing. Right. And I get so upset with my husband sometimes. I'm like, why don't you do that stuff? Like, Girl. you're from VA. Like, is Girl. that not the South? Girl. But I think you're like, that has really, it's just, it's not, they don't it's done. people like that anymore, because... Half the time we're on, like, we have a house, and I'm like, let's YouTube it. And we're sitting there together looking right. at YouTube, figuring out how to right. do it. But right. That's no, it's no, it's, it's, it's a problem. Know. I have only dated one guy in my life who knew was handy, and it was because he was an electrician. Like, that that was it. Nobody else. He made money. He made more money than me. He was an electrician. Uh, he was he was okay. making over six figures. Uh, yes, he yes, he was. Girl. That's what I'm saying. He's going crazy. They don't know. He was making, he was a union job. He was making, you know, actually I'll say at the time, we talked about him on the podcast before. <laughs> y'all, man, y'all know the sex worker one. You guys know, go back to an episode. Hold on, what episode? What episode? I'll, I'll tell you. This okay. girl's a lot. It's a lot, okay? Um, the one who was swinging and all that shit. So stop it, Sky. Relax. Okay. She, she has she an opinion. She um, girl, you remember him? Okay. Anyway, but he at the time, I believe, was making about 120, 125. Yes. Um, and that was like 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. So you guys think that just because you're blue collar that you don't make money. That's not true. Right. That's not true. And then he was, he was smart. You know, he had a property, he had like a duplex. He rented one out. Da, da, da. He, you know, refurnished it in Jersey city, all the shit. Like he was doing what he's supposed to do. Wow. So there's other problems that you can hear okay. in the other episodes. I'm like, and that there are other problems you'll hear about. Okay, in other okay, episodes. Okay, okay, yes. Okay. And I, I appreciated that more. Than any white collar guy, real talk. I appreciate that about him or anything. It's like yeah. I hey, because you know, look, and because a lot of times what comes down to, and even with him, like I'm very good at like if it's IKEA or anything like that. I'm very good at following instructions. Yeah. Like I'm not handy, but I can follow instructions. So I'll lay out all the stuff. I'll say this because guys don't want to look at anything. No. They just try to put it together. Yeah. And I'm like, why are these pieces missing? Right. So I lay everything out. Yeah, stupid. Extra pieces. Shit is wonky and wobbly. Like I lay everything out. Like this is F. This is G. Like I'm very good at that. And I find myself being the one who's always leading any handy projects. I hate that shit because I didn't grow up with that shit. And my cousins who are my age who are men and they grew up in Jamaica, they know how to fucking fix shit. You can make and mow the lawn. They can paint. They can fix anything. This generation is lost, and I fucking hate it. I'm like, damn! All you do is bring dick, and dick is free. Whoa. Okay, sorry, Wait girl. Is that is that an episode? Yeah. So my, I know my today my dad called me. He'll be seventy in mm-hmm. December, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah. So I just want to make sure that you've cleaned out your gutters. If not, I can come to the house and go down the roof. I was like, daddy. You will do no such thing. Girl, my dad's seventy two. They listen, girl. I know. And I was like, wow, but that's like that's that generation. So I know. Like. I want I want my husband to tap your shoulder and be like, hey, you know what I'm gonna do today, girl? I'm gonna kick the gun. I know. Like that don't happen. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It never happens. No, I have to be like, can you clean the gutters? Right. And we'll pay somebody. Yes, exactly. And my sister had the same thing (laughs) with her husband, same thing. It's the same shit. They yeah. can't do it, and then and they try to do it. And I remember her husband tried to put down the wood floor, and it was all wonky and shit. And then my <laughs> uncle had to come fix it. It was all like not level and shit. That my uncle had to like I like man. Oh, girl, see, we're not even talking. I about know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to rein it in. I'm trying to rein it in. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all of that to say, everybody just. I need to go to college. I need somebody to become mechanics. Yes, I need, I need to hire you. Yes. Come fix my house. Yes. yes. I need, and, and there's nothing, there's, okay, we're, this is, okay, we're going to come back to HBCUs, but this is going to come into a new thing. Okay. There is no work that, to me, is, there's a hierarchy of it better or not. 
take pride in whatever you do. Oh my god! And this comes back to the Jeffrey Owens. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yes. Yes. Right? Because I posted that on LinkedIn. Yes. And I really was like, wow, that's true. Like, I think, and we talked a little bit about background, but like having the kind of parents we had, right. like you got, like my mom would get upset with me to get a 95. Yes, she'd same be like, thing. that's five minutes more of study. Yep, same thing. So you're 100. Yes. What do the kids with 100s look like? Like, they, what do they, they do? Exactly. And you'd be like, what? My mom, she's like, don't compare yourself to the worst. Compare yourself to the best. Yes. Listen. It's like, wow. So just hearing that perspective, I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. Are no bad job, right? I mean, but I don't know. I could like be a plumber, but not to say anything wrong like with that. that. But listen, girl, I'm not, okay. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna say this, and <laughs> say she it. listens. And girl, I'm bigging you up, so don't take no time away. But listen, there's a girl I know who lives in a very affluent neighborhood in New York, okay, okay, and in a multi-million dollar house. Yes, yes. Um, yes, okay. And her husband is a contractor. Okay. So y'all out here thinking, going to work for the man and da 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 No, 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 no. Okay. Multi-million dollar home. He has his contracting business and they are balling and shot calling and do what they need to do. All right. So everybody who thinks that, oh, just because you're going to school. Da-da. No, 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 no. Don't play yourself. If you have a good work ethic and you're good at what you do, you can make this happen. So I'm not now. What I said on Angry Black Woman, I'm going to say it again. What I don't want you to do is think that I'm going to be in the NBA. I'm going to <laughs> be in the NFL. Rapper. I'm going to be a rapper. Yeah. This is where I have a problem. This is where I'm going to tell you to go to fucking school. But I can also tell you to go again. Be a plumber. Be an electrician. Be a contractor. HVAC. Be like a, yeah, HVAC. HVAC. My cousin. Oh, girl. Yes. HVAC. They make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. Yes. Like, yeah. y'all, there's, there's no... There's nothing... Like bad about that, you shouldn't feel you shouldn't feel like it's less than you should be proud because and y'all don't know how to do nothing with your hands. Women like that. We love it. You know, like come on, I want a man who can not be like, oh, let's redo the kitchen. He's wanna fucking do it. And yes. I don't have to pay for grout? it. Grout grout yes. is sexy. Yes, grout the fucking with back. A bag of grout. Yes. What? Yes. What you about to do with that? You know how to use the grout. Thank you. Thank you. They don't make that. They don't make that anymore. Really don't. I'm gonna have to get me an old man. It's but listen, right? Seventies. Seventies for real. Seventies. Like our parents from the seventies, and now like, you got to do it. Yeah. Although I will say, my cousins that are in their thirties and twenties, they do. The ones who grew up in Jamaica, the only ones who grew up there, the ones who grew up in America cannot do it. But the ones who grew up in Jamaica can do it, which is true. Um, the ones in America they can't do shit. So, um, you know, it's when you're living in, in the countryside and you do all the shit that that's why they can do it real soft. But I, okay, I, we just went a We went all the way off the HBCU thing. Um, but this, these are all good points. Yes. So let's bring it back to HBCU. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was, okay, okay. I didn't even say anything. I just told that story. Actually, that was my only experience. I really don't oh. have, I have actually different thoughts about HBCUs. Okay. So anyway, but you talk about it from your experience. Okay. So yeah. I'm a little biased, but I love my entire experience. I have a very stupid reason for going to HBCU. Yeah, so actually, why did you decide to go? And that is school days. What? I love Are you that. serious? I'm so serious. So it was these two things. One was school days, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's amazing. Right. I want that. And the other one is, um, I talk, I, my parents are still married. I hate that I always talk about my mom. People are like, are you a single, like your mom's a single parent? I'm like, no, but she's okay, girl, growing up in my house. Everyone growing up thought that my parents are still married. Yeah. Thought that my dad was a single dad. Cause I was talking to my dad on the side. Right. It's so funny. Yeah. I'm like, no, she's just a fourth. My mom yeah. is a fourth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she made sure that, you know, I, I took violin, I took mm-hmm. ballet, I took tap and jazz and all these things. And I was in very white spaces growing right. up. Whenever we went on vacation, we were also only only black kids mm-hmm. everywhere all mm-hmm. the time. So I was thinking about college, and one of the deacons at my church, who was very churchy, mm-hmm. going to do it, um, he said, if you have the opportunity to be in a space where black folks are in the majority, mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. So those two things... <laughs> That in school days, I was like, I, I think I want to do this. Um, and so that's how I ended up at Hampton. Right. Um, my cousin also went there and he hated it because he was like super woke and he didn't like the rules and he wore mm-hmm. a kufi back when that was like mm-hmm. all the enlightened, dirty back brothers were wearing kufis and had mm-hmm. two sticks. 
He didn't like it. I'm the opposite of him. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about it. So that's what made me end up there. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. I think my experience is a little different because of the churchy thing. So immediately I joined gospel choir. Immediately I did like all the... I did all the very, very churchy things. Um, I like my mom when I was 15, she gave me a chastity ring at Ponderosa Steakhouse. And I had to sign a covenant between me and Jesus. And it was like, you're going to be a bride. Okay. <laughs> she, Gwen is giving me a look. What is a heathen? So I'm just looking Listen, wide eyes. Right. Yes. But y'all know the story. I'm about to turn around. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yes. Like, Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gospel power. Yes. And I was in this place. With all these, like, really gorgeous black men, you know, me, again, being in predominantly white spaces in my, my extracurriculars mm-hmm. and being in high school, my high school was pretty diverse, um, but not really dating a lot, mm-hmm. and I had one boyfriend when I went mm-hmm. to college who... We want, to, we want to get to that. Up. Go not, ahead. Not, not, not being what I was looking for, mm-hmm. uh, or I wasn't what he was looking for, mm-hmm. um, and so, mm-hmm. for me, it was... <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, Hampton was probably one of the most spiritual times of my life. Mm-hmm. I still think of it as like that was probably my closest I was to God. I was like praying. I was in this choir. I think I, I, we opened for like Kirk Franklin and Shirley Caesar. And I was like, yes, this is like my best Christian life. Um, wow. Until, yeah. Very difficult sheltered so mm-hmm. I didn't even look at the world in the way that I, I learned it I think through that experience um, I already had a lot of pride for like for black folks mm-hmm. I went to an all black private school which mm-hmm. is unheard of mm-hmm. um, the founder of my school was actually the daughter of the composer of Lift Every Voice and Sing oh. so that was our school song well you guys hold on because everyone doesn't know what that is because some of y'all young children don't know that that's the Black National Anthem. That's the Black National Anthem. You guys so, don't know that. So his daughter, his daughter. Wait, sing it. I know every single word and voice and stanza to that song. Heaven <laughs> ring, ring with the harmony yeah. of liberty. That's so Listen, crazy that she knows it. I know it because, okay, in Brooklyn, I went to a, like an all-black Lutheran school, very random. And wow. And we learned a lot of... Um, before I moved to Jersey, I learned I learned so much about Black history and Blackness. Yes, yes. Being little yes. in in, um, in Brooklyn, yes. thank God, which is different. You'll hear an episode with my cousin Jay, who he talks about. We we, we ended up growing up in the same town, and Jersey was very white. But okay. he grew there since he was very little, right? Since he was born, he was there. Which is different. I came in there older. Yeah. So yeah, girl, I know the Black National Anthem. That is crazy. Okay. So, a lot of people don't know it though. No, they don't, and yeah. I know all the words. Um. So we also had. Yeah murals on the walls of like black figures in history so mm-hmm. it was super black it was like blackity black hashtag black yes. black to the black right. so that was another thing for me going to hbcu i was like oh, yeah. that's right there's this side of me because yeah. my mom was just always like you want what the white man has oh god black, right and i was like oh. can i get it the black way so that's why to me hbcus were like a very big deal um and going to hampton i have what I call rocking chair friends, which mm-hmm. are like when you sit on the porch and you're old mm-hmm. in a rocking chair, mm-hmm. those are like my sisters that I would give a kidney for right, right. now, like right. no questions asked, because that sisterhood that you develop through going all that through your single and right. saved and right. your ratchet right. phase and right. your, you know, yeah. um, all that stuff, yeah, to, to me there's, there's nothing like it, and just to see, I mean, I felt like 
looking around, you're like, wow, every single one of these brothers is going to be something. Like, mm-hmm. the whole entire population of it is how we, I think we looked at it. The one thing I think I okay, didn't like all, was the pressure we know all want to be something, but, but anyway. Yeah. I'm saying that's how we looked at yes. it in the moment. The one thing that I do think there was a little bit of a pressure, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's because it's also like in Virginia that people were getting engaged senior year. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it felt like there was a pressure to be in a relationship. In really? Life. Yes. Okay, so this is completely different than yes. my house like being yeah. like a forever relationship. Oh, like wow. I, felt my, I felt myself being like, well, I don't have a forever guy. Like, wow. I just recently started to like not be so super safe. Like, right. I don't even know what right. to do with myself. Yeah. So, um, I think that's different. I mean, mm. it was, um, like freshman year, the the guys are on one side of campus, the girls mm-hmm. are on the other side. You mm-hmm. can't even be caught on the other side of campus. That's good though. Talk. That's good. That's actually good. <laughs> That's actually good. Even though nowadays that's not gonna work out like that. But no, okay. no, no. But yeah. those kind of things, those kind of roles, kind of reinforce my Christian values. I was like, yeah. yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's and good. Then as I, you know, sophomore junior, I was like, this is bad. Like, I right. Go, I right. 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 So yes, I think all those things, and then lastly, I feel like our pride is different and you can speak to mm-hmm. that but like homecoming i'm in so many group texts about homecoming right now mm-hmm. and it's in october but we've been in these group texts since like march right it's a big deal right yeah no, i have i have feedback on all this but go ahead girl Keep okay going. okay yes. so I, tell us about your different world experience bro <laughs> tell me about hillman okay all right tell right. me about hillman okay, wait, wait. okay. shout out to the woodleys Everybody is your right. like all the time, right. and even though I give Howard a hard time um, in corporate, if there's ever like a Howard intern, I mm-hmm. always like check on them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, H U H U love, mm-hmm. and that's just really kind of H B C U love. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, shout out to Hillman, Hampton, Howard, <laughs> but Gwen will tell her please of you experience. Tell your experience. One has nothing but that, but Gwen's not going to tell you guys anything about where she went because of your business. But when his has three degrees, I've bachelor's, I have two masters. So I've been in random school. Okay, one degree. So, and they're all from PWIs. I will say this. Um, different. I, I have a. I I thought about going to Howard because I had a guidance counselor who was a black woman who was pushing me towards it. My mother yelled at me. It's like, don't listen to that woman. And I'm like, okay, mommy. <laughs> and. Um, my mom, it wasn't because it was Howard, it was just because it was in DC and it was too far and she didn't want that, right? And I was also underage my whole first year of college, so my parents had a lot of power over me because I was, I said the grade, so I was 17 my whole year of, freshman year of college, so, um, so that's that. So, yeah, yeah, we're discovering so much other. I was like, wait, I was 17 too. So, this is, um, and our mutual friend, she was also, uh, 17, she was also 17, yeah, yeah. So, um... So that's why my parents held that shit up with me very hard. But it, I think the thing I, I didn't think much of it, honestly, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, going to college, I didn't really think of it too. But as I've gotten older and some of the, the criticisms I have as some of, you have to listen to my old episodes to hear this. I feel like even when I'm talking about the story and now I'm actually very drunk, by the way, you guys, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm very drunk already. Just to yeah. give you a heads up. I feel like, the problem, though, is that we are only 12.5% of the population of the United States. And so surrounding yourself only by Black people gives you an unrealistic feel for what happens. And I feel like it can make it very hard for people to acclimate when they come into corporate America and have a very hard culture shock that's hard to overcome because you just have not experienced that. Because white culture is a thing. And it's different than our culture. And there's shit that I talk to my sisters about because my sisters are both older than me and I grew up in the predominantly white space and they did not. And I said, there's stuff I learned from when I was young and my cousin Jay, who grew there his whole life, were like, yeah, there's stuff that you guys don't get. And I see black people struggling a lot with in the workplace because they don't understand white culture because you haven't been exposed to it. And so that is where I get 
Like you got to get hip to the white game. The younger you are, the sooner it is, the better. The harder it's, it's harder when you're older because you're like, I did this. We said this. I thought it was all good. What the fuck happened? <laughs> and you got to understand white folks is different. Right. Our culture is we believe in keeping it real, being honest. That is doing a good deed to someone. The white culture is all about saving face. Ooh. And so it is about saving face and being polite in a way and that we will take as being back savvy and we'll take it as being not genuine and insincere. And so there's constantly this gap and this disconnect because I we're like, okay, I'm trying to establish a rapport and a thing with you and I'm doing it how I know how to do, which is how black folk do it. Yeah. But when white people do it, it's different. And I know this because I've known this since I was nine years old. You know what I mean? I have just unfortunately experienced probably some traumatic ass shit since I was young, growing up with like predominantly <laughs> middle class white folk. Yes. You like you t- experienced some traumatic ass shit, but it made me very hit to the game where it makes it much easier for me to be, for me to navigate through the shit, the bullshit, and other people don't. And so it's a socialization that you don't get because you're in this cocoon of the black experience. So it's good for you and your individual development, but that's for those four years. The rest of your life is going to be outside. And that is what looking back in retrospect, um, you know, shit, probably I could have gone because I already had experience with white folk, but there are good lessons I learned in college too that have helped me, that have served me in corporate America. And that's when I have younger, you know, interns and stuff like that, try to impart it on them or just colleagues in general who have been in predominantly black spaces. The same thing, my cousin, she's immigrant. She came to Jamaica, she came, she grew up in Jamaica, came to America for college. And I feel like, I was like, girl, you're not assimilating right because you still, you come <laughs> from a black country and you just, you're not getting it. And white folk are different. And, you know, listen, shout out to my white listeners. I always shout you out. I love you. Share, like, rate five stars, okay? Follow me on the gram, Gwen Gabbleth. But our cultures are different. And I feel like HBCUs can't prepare you for that. And, and that's, you know, it can, it can cocoon you in a great way to see great things, but you come into the, the workforce and that shit is hard and you know, you see it. And I know, you know, you see that shit. Ooh, this is hard to admit. I mean, I think so for me, because I did, my mom did a great job. I love you too, daddy. My mom did a great job mm-hmm. of keeping me in both spaces. So we, I grew up in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. But my mom was like, no, you can't play with the neighbors. <laughs> Damn it. Your mother sounds like mine. Go ahead. Yes. Continue. So yeah. it was like, you live here, but mm-hmm. you're not of here mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to go to Columbus Circle and go to this class. Right. 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 right? So I my mom used to take me up to Columbia from Brooklyn. Exactly. To go to Columbia. Yes, yes. 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 So these are the things that I think for me would make me crave the HBCU experience yes. yeah. because I felt like I wanted to be just fully black all the yes. time. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't have an opportunity to do that for the majority of my life. Right. right. Um, I don't know if being unprepared for corporate is, is the right These way. children were just unprepared. These kids were, but I think, um, I think. No, let's, no, we got to keep it real. Itself. Keep it real. All I can do is the Hampton lens, right? So Hampton looks at itself as the Harvard of the South. I think that's a stretch, you know, even though I love the Pirates, I love HU. um, I think that they they do a lot to make sure that you are, like, even things I haven't agreed with. So, like, business majors up to a few years ago couldn't have locks. I saw that, but again, that's superficial. Right. That's but they, superficial. But they do all those things because they're like, you're going to leave here and you're going to get a good job. You're going to work at a Fortune 500. That's, but no, okay. So, no, but Go ahead. In, in the psyche of whoever, and I don't know if that's President Harvey or the administration or whatever, they feel the need to make sure that they're preparing you for those things. But that's superficial because I talked about, I, I don't agree with the hair thing that they said. Oh, I think well, it's wrong. Me but either. This is the thing. <laughs> that is superficial. You cannot... I see this every fucking day and it's not my first company. I've seen it so many times that all I do is be on Yonla and fucking pep talk black people <laughs> off the fucking ledge. Yes. That's all I do. Yeah. And I pep talk black people off the ledge, including my sisters, all the time because it's one thing to get you the job so I can dress you up in a fucking suit and I can do something to get you the job. But you and I have talked about this. It's yes. very different when you're there and you're trying to move up the corporate ladder. Yes. That shit is fucking hard. And nobody is preparing you for that shit. It does not prepare you. And I, and it doesn't because 
PWIs, they don't, I'll tell you, they don't intentionally prepare you, but the fuckery you go through yeah, prepares you. Yeah, the culture. And yes, the, the culture, the culture. of the PWI and yes. the corporate world. Exactly. The right. culture of fucked up shit happening um, with your professors, with your colleagues, with different things happening with administration. You know where you stand as a black person in the society, even though you are, you know, a collegiate scholar. But how you're still treated. Yeah. So even though they're not trying to teach you shit, they fucking taught you. Yeah. Right? Well, I think it's different when you're in an environment where like you're everybody's cousin right. automatically yeah. and then you're in an environment where you're just the competition. Yeah. And you have to figure out how to navigate that. You don't that. feel like, or at least I never felt like competition right. in school. Right. I never felt like I'm I'm competing right. against these people for jobs. But that's the reality right. of it. Well, you're just a competition or you're invisible. A lot of black people are just invisible. Right. Wow. So, and, and I think that's also in corporate America. You're just invisible. No one sees you as uh, a potential, high potential as a leader or anything like that. It's like, oh, you are, I check my box from equal opportunity or whatever. I check my box. I have a brown face. Yay. When I want to do a photo shoot for my company <laughs> to say, to say that I'm diverse. Hey, where's your little brown face? Come in this picture. Right. But I, but. It doesn't mean, and I'm going to talk to some guys some HR shit right now, your nine box talent box, your talent management box, doesn't mean that you, you're in the right boxes in that. You guys don't know what that is? Google, I just gave y'all a little bit of hint about when. Google what a nine box is, all right? Where do you fit into the nine box, okay? And there's a lot of real shit that happens. How is your salary and your compensation comparing to your peers at the same level, at the same title, at the same education? So I'm, I am not knocking, you know, look, I don't want no child left behind. I don't even, I don't knock a HBCU versus a PWI at all. I actually don't knock it. I, I want black people to be educated. Who needs to be educated? I need some of y'all to be plumbers, okay? Yes. But um, I do think that is a problem. I've just seen it so much. I've seen it so much. And I dated a guy who went to, I won't name a school, an HBCU in Atlanta. So... <laughs> Um, was it a good one? Um, um, who was also a member of the fraternity that you mentioned. Ooh, they have, so, um, and they I... They have my favorite fraternity. And, oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, it's one that you know is very, yes, very, you know, renowned. With the Dr. Mommy Luther King. Oh, yes, 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 okay. yes. Okay. So, um, and actually my friend Ishmael, who came here, he also attended too. So, I just don't know if it really... If you get that, and I, I I don't know what it is. Like, is it a white folks one-on-one? I don't know what y'all need. But it's something because it's not there. And listen, everyone who goes to PWI, because both my sisters went to PWI, I'm serious. And they still struggle with that a little bit too. But I think that's also growing up in black countries and immigrating here later. It's a different thing. Like, I think it's also when you come from a black space and then you now enter into these predominantly white spaces and black culture just operates very differently. And I think we don't acknowledge that. Like, even if you're in America, it's American culture. White culture, white American culture is different than black culture. Black culture, period. Okay? No matter if you're African, if you're African-American, if you're Korean, right. it's just different. What we value, our honesty, our openness, our, 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 our sense of self, is just very different than white culture. And you have to be able to chalk it up to the game and not take it personally. And we are a very loving and deep feeling people passionate. and a passionate people. Yeah. And that shit can get you fucked up in corporate America. Yeah, that shit can get you fucked up. This is not okay. And that shit is, you know, so all the shit you stop in the yard, nigga, and all that shit y'all doing. <laughs> Listen. And so, and that shit will only get you so far. But it feels good. In the moment for four years. It's Exactly. So listen, I know from the, the guy I did, what well, I've never talked about on this podcast. Of all the men I've talked about on the podcast, I've never talked about him. But um, I know, I remember, well, I want to be very careful about all this stuff. So Atlanta, I, I lived in Atlanta for a spell. Um, and I remember being confused because it was after college about like why they were still so tied to school. I was like, you know, homecoming and all this. I was like, I don't get this. Like, culture, I was like, I don't understand. Like, you graduated. Why are you still involved? This is weird. Like, no, I didn't get it. It's strange. It's, it's like... Very strange. And even now, people, like, they're in, like, 40s and 50s, like, you know, throwing up their gang signs. I'm sorry. I'm not the gang I know. I'm being an asshole. It's not a gang sign. <laughs> sorry. They're fraternity and sorority yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm like, really? Y'all still care about this? Like, it's so weird. I guess you didn't pledge. No, I don't even get any of this. But even if you did, like, the presence was so small at my school. I didn't even know. Like, they were there. I heard after I left. I didn't even know that the black sororities and fraternities were there. I knew the white ones were the biggest ones. I knew about some of the Latino ones. To be honest, Latino ones were, like, popping when I was at school, you know, and, um, you know, maybe I hooked up with a couple of Latino boys, but, um, I knew, and then maybe I got so big arguing with the girl, anyway, that's fine, but, um, I didn't know anything about the black ones at all, I knew nothing, because the presence wasn't really there, you know, it just wasn't, um, my sisters, I was like, I don't know anything about this, and apparently they were there, I had no clue, so, it's just different when you're going to PWI, right? Like it. It's yeah. Just, yeah, and even and all my cousins, everybody, none of us have gone to an HBCU. Um, I think I'm actually the only person in my family that's gone to an HBCU. Right. Do you want your kids to go to HBCU? Did you, did your husband go? What's on? Tell my kids. Do you want your kids to HBCU? It's a different time. Yeah. Um, By the time they go to school, it's going to be a very different time. I know. I mean, I... I don't know. Can I say I don't know? That's fair. I think um, I think my mom did a better job than I'm doing right now. In terms of what? Of like just I mean she like she would have me do like summer reading mm-hmm. for on my own, mm-hmm. like not from the school. Yeah, like, my she would just make up for my parents too. Yeah. So those kind of things. I think all that kind of extra just I didn't even understand. People would be like, "Is your mom Caribbean?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, because I sound like the Jamaican that shit, girl. That sounds exactly. Everything you say. I'm like, no, she's just me. Like, I that don't know why. Sounds like the Jamaican mom <laughs> right there. That's what yeah. she would do. And yeah. so I was telling one, uh, one of my colleagues that my mom used to make me tea, mm-hmm. like, to keep me caffeinated mm-hmm. when I had a report, mm-hmm. when she would come home so she could look over it. Mm-hmm. And if it was wrong, she would, like, redline yeah, again, which is crazy. Like, it doesn't, why would you do that? Um, it sounds normal. So, okay. All right. Yeah, so, right. to me, I was just like, that's crazy. Yeah, um, no, no problems. But I'm not doing any of that with my kids. So, I think as a result, I need them to go to. That's my sister, too. Y'all need to stop. <laughs> yes, our parents were hard on us. I, you know, and I, I was like, you don't have kids. I know. Our parents were hard on us, and I know I don't have kids. But some of the shit they did worked. It does. That's what I'm saying. It does. It did work. Right. I think so because I feel like you're not going to find anybody that will work harder or put two cents together and make a million dollar right, product right. on the right. end. Um, but I also I feel like I need my kids to kind of be like my brother who didn't have that stuff and he could just mm-hmm. learn the culture stuff afterwards. Like he's amazed by all the right. Hampton stuff or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't have any of that. But I'm right. like. That's not such a big deal. I mean, to me it is. I wouldn't tell him that, like, you're missing out on everything. But he's a professor at an Ivy League school. Right, right. And he's 30. Is he single? (laughs) So why would you ever tell me this? So I'm like, hey. Let's see these white girls. What's going on right now? I don't want to mention. I was going to send him. That's the only only date white girls? Mostly. No, 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 no. So he doesn't. Was he there date girls? Wait, what's going on? He did not. Okay, sorry. So he's straight. He's okay. straight. He's dating someone right now. Is she white? Um, I think he's. She's not white. Um, is she black? She is black. Okay. But he's. You know, he's he's trying to find his way. Tell him. Gwen <laughs> can teach him the way. Dating. He's trying to find his way dating. But I think it's also hard for him because he's been like. So I was in predominantly white spaces growing right. up until high school. Right? right. He's been in these white spaces from college on. Right. So like. UPenn, and then um, like he did an MIT fellowship. Now right. he's doing a Harvard fellowship, right, right. and he's Princeton, and then he's teaching at this Ivy League right. school in a few weeks. So he, um, for him, it's hard to date. Like he really tries to date black women. He can date women, <laughs> and he's like, and they're just like, "You're mad corny." Like, no, you, know, you, like you sound read. good. You sound great, yeah, baby. For what? How old is he? And I'm just, he's like five seven. Oh. Okay, we can all oh, see. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so I think that's part of it, right? Like, he loves to read books. Like, he I mean, I love all the book things. Read a book. He's like, five, seven. <laughs> wow. No, no, maybe he's five. Eight. I don't know. How tall is he? Let me text him. I have no idea. Yeah, text him. We'll see. I'm short. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. I'm five, three. 
My husband is six four. Okay. So everyone looks All short these damn short people always taking the tall man. I, I know. Guess. Well, I like the reach up. I need it for lots of reasons. Whatever. I can't. I've never dated a guy who look at in the eye. Neither do I. I don't either. This is why your brother. I'm sorry. You know, you're trying to cover my paper. Okay. He might be 5'10. He might be 5'10. I'm trying to think of who is. If he's 5'10, I'll, I'll make it. I work. have a girlfriend who's 5'10. I feel like. I'm 5'9, girl. He might be like around I'm 5'9. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say he's 5'10. You're making this up. Text him. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you can, he's Googleable. I'm okay. not going to say he's No, don't say it here. No. He's easily Googleable. Okay. Um, so, I forgot what I was saying because I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. But uh, I wanted to say something about HBCU and having, um, he's trying to teach black women, but they're saying that he's corny, which I don't think you sound amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, do you have student loans? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. Sorry. Do have student loans? I don't know. Okay, sorry. Because we have student loans. That's also maybe something I don't know if I can deal with. But, okay. Right, but you've seen him. We, you saw him earlier. Because we were talking about the other things that I do. Oh! Yeah. He's cute, though. <laughs> He's cute, though. Okay, okay, so, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Kids and college. Yeah. So, I, um, and my son really wants to be an engineer. He right. always has to yeah, yeah. to. He's also only he's also been the only black kid in his class yeah. his whole entire life. I know. So I feel like I just want to maybe ride that wave. But I'll tell you that you need to. Oh, damn it! This is an episode with my cousin. Oh, niggas in Paris. That's the episode. Okay. Uh, my cousin Jay, who we grew up in the same town, but in Jersey, but he's younger than me, so he through the whole time was mostly white. Um, and he went to an Ivy League school. Uh, and but he talked about how he gravitated toward all the black kids there. Because they had a lot in common and he made his own community there. So, I mean, that's also the thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you go to the PWI, you can also have your own community yeah. there to see, you know. So what do you think though? So I, I guess I think the other thing about HBCUs though, I understood why they were invented because there was Jim Crow and segregation. We could right. not all be necessity. yeah, out of necessity. Yeah. We could not go to school. We weren't allowed to have education, all the stuff with white people due to segregation, right? But now in today's day, post-civil rights, post-everything, how do you think, how do you see the evolution of HBCUs going forward? Because like when I went to that school the other day, you know, definitely I saw I saw white, Latino, and Asian students on there too, because obviously they can't discriminate against them. But do you, are HBCUs struggling to get enrollment? Or I feel like they would be. So, I mean, I can't, not knowing the data, I can't really speak to if they're struggling for enrollment. Mm-hmm. I do know that in all the years that I've gone back for homecoming, there's a lot more diversity. Mm-hmm. When I went, um, the time that I went, many moons ago, mm-hmm. everyone was black. Mm-hmm. We literally had a guy on the football team that we call white boy Chris because he was the one white boy on the uh, <laughs> But she got a lot of black pussy. What? Did he though? I'm sure did he, he did. He was up in that chocolate. Okay. Did he though? It's probably really easy to find now. All that stuff said his name, but that's where I go to school. Anyway. Okay. So, um, but he knows. Hey, Chris. Um, did he marry a black woman? Okay. Yeah. Shout out to you, Chris. <laughs> so, shout out to you, Chris. I don't even know you, but shout out to Chris you. Chris held him down. It was Chris and the other white boy in the band, also black, married black. Okay. So shout out to y'all. Two white men I've seen on campus. Okay. Okay. Um. So I think there's more diversity, and yeah. I feel like a lot of people that just feel like they need to go to HBCU are legacy. It's like, oh, my mom went here. Correct. Uncle went here. Correct. Correct. Um. The other side of it, I mean, as far as necessity, I think. We're a viable option. I feel like a commercial for HBCUs, but I think we're a viable option for education. I mean, you look at Hampton and we have the Proton Therapy Institute. There's a lot that we're doing. When I was at Hampton, I had the opportunity to work for NASA mm-hmm. as a part of our aerospace program. Mm-hmm. And that's something that it's like you take a girl from the Bronx and mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to put you in Boulder, Colorado for three months. Mm-hmm. And I was commanding satellites. So right. it's not just like a place where... Black people fry chicken and step on the yard. Right. Step right? on the yard. Stop the yard. <laughs> right. But it's also mm-hmm. a place where, like, you're doing really cool things in terms of, you know, science and marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I think you can put it to next to top institutions, but I mm-hmm. think it just has this other thing that makes it like sprinkles or icing. It's like, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. this was started for this reason. And mm-hmm. the majority of people that you're going to see here. I'm melanated, and that's mm-hmm. that's fire. I don't mm-hmm. think it has to be like, well, this is the HBCU pile, this is the PWI pile. But I think there are other things that you're going to have to just natively know that you might have to deal with because it's an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Like, 
registration used to take a long time or like little just things where you you might joke about with your friends like because you know black people they be late Mm -hmm. sometimes that was a reality Mm -hmm. um but I think it's all part of the culture and Mm -hmm. I I do it again but I don't know if I have my kids do it that's awesome did you hear about Howard one of the boys who stole all the financial money (laughs) yeah I was like shout out to you and your stamina or no. I don't remember. He was on the ground though. Something. I, I feel like that much. his name was actually Tyrone, which made it even funnier. Hilarious. Yes, call but, Tyrone. Um, we definitely found him for several weeks. And Hilarious. Facebook, Instagram, all kinds of groups. Um, yeah, I think that's the only kind of thing you get away with in power because they're messy and they get government money and they don't get a long time that contributes to their university. So. I don't know anything about this thing. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Because I went to PWI. If they're not government funded, you know. I know nothing. Our alumni. That's why your volume is lit. You see, your volume went so low because you were shading them, girl. I did. You did. It's, it's a, the, the volume shaded you. The shade you. went all the way down. Yes. Like, I'm that. Wow. 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 Um, so, okay. We spent a lot of time talking about HBCUs. I know. This is, like um, this is, yeah, a whole episode. Actually, we can end it here real talk and just do another one because this is actually, I feel like, enough. So, okay. shout out to Hillman from different... I was also say different shows, different worlds, <laughs> different worlds. Uh, Bill Cosby, we referred to you on a previous episode. We're not gonna talk about. Oh, you can listen to the episode. You and your husband should listen to that one. Bro. Oh boy. Okay. Um. So shout out to episode twenty nine with Miss Tiff coming through. Yes, I want to come back. This is so much fun. Uh, you're coming back to do episode thirty right now. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. We out. Bye. Bye.